The In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Please like the podcast and subscribe to this channel. Thank you. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Looking for Love is a documentary that explores black relationships in the UK, seeking answers to difficult questions, transforming the way we think about love and relationships. You know, 50% of couples who marry this year will get divorced. Looking for Love from the award-winning director Menelik Shabazz is finally available on DVD. If I had been to a counselor or been to a therapist, I would have dealt with a lot of those issues a lot quicker. Get yours today from lookingforlovefilm.com. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is a motivational coach, speaker and author. American Laquan S. Johnson. Hi Laquan, welcome to my podcast series. How are you? Hey Nigel, how you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. I'm doing well. Great to have you here. So where do you reside at the moment? I reside in America, uh, specifically the Bronx, Bronx, New York City. And did you grow up there? Yes, I did. I'm born and bred. Well, you're an author. When was your first book published and what is it called? And what's it about? Mm, Okay, so my first book was published. Actually, it it came out on September 23rd. And that date is very, very important to me. Talk about that later. It was published on September 23rd of 2020. And it's called Motivational Motives. Motivational Motives. So basically, Motivational Motives is a book and quintessential quotes. And um, reasons to reflect. So we have stories about interesting uh, characters and their actions. And basically, the objective of the book is to uh, make you think. It allows you to put yourself in in the the position of the characters. And it makes you ask yourself, would I have done that? Would I have said this? Would I have taken that path? Would I have taken that road? Why did they take that path? Why did they take that road? There's an acronym that I have for MRI, which is Motivational Reasoning for Your Initiative. And that's what I want the, the reader to ask themselves. What is the MRI of the character? You know I mean, why did they do what they did? Why did they engage in this specific activity? You know what I'm saying? And place yourself in, the, in that activity and ask yourself, would you have done the same thing? So why did you choose to write about that particular topic or subject? Very interesting. I was actually reading a, a book by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Are you familiar with him? He's an American entertainer. I'm very familiar with Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson, I was reading a book by the name of Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. It's a very, very interesting book. He talks about growing up in the urban area and the transition into being a, a rich guy. 
And he talks about, he gives you little snapshots of little things that he's done and triumphs and, and tribulations and shortcomings and relationships he's had with people and how, you know, what he's learned during his transition of being poor to becoming a rich man. And after I read that book, I said, you know what? I can do this. You know, I mean, I'm a 44-year-old guy. I've been through a lot of things in my life. I've come in contact with a lot of interesting people. And I said, you know what? I have something to say. I have a lot of stories that was bottled up in here that need to get out. You know what I'm saying? Because I want people to learn from my shortcomings. I want people to learn from my triumphs. And I want people to learn from what I've been through and, and what I know of others and what they and their accomplishments and their shortcomings. Basically, it's a, it's a motivational manuscript to help you um, be better, want to be better, and thrive to be better. It's not a how-to book, though. Sounds very intriguing. Yes. So what other books have you written, and what have they been about? And my second book is entitled Habitual Habitat, an Urban Sermon. This book is a bit different because it's a, um, I'm actually a rehabilitation counselor. So I wrote this book from a counselor's perspective. This book is about habits that we have, habits that we have that can uh, be the gateway to our progression or can propel our, our struggle, so to speak. And this is also a book of parables, and it gives you stories of people. They have habitual antics that have even made them very, very successful, or it has you know, probably led them to prison. You know what I'm saying? Because these habits that we have, they're unconscious habits. These habits are probably have been passed down from our predecessors. So I'm actually dissecting the, uh, the story of people who have taken on these habits and uh, unconsciously they have uh, embedded it into their repertoire as adults, either uh, propelled their struggle or propelled their progression and their greatness. So I want the reader to actually specifically look at their day-to-day habits because, I mean, let's take the habit as brushing your teeth. We've been doing it for, for decades. We don't even think about it anymore. We do it. Because we know we must brush our teeth. We, we were taught this at three or four years old, that when you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth before you step outside, before you eat, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, many of us have these habits just like brushing your teeth. It could be smoking. It could be even engaging with bad people. It could be negative or ignorant thought process. These are habits. These are things that can actually demolish the circumstances of our lives. So we need to step back and ask ourselves, what are the habits that I have? And are they helping or are they hindering? So that's what Habitual Habitat is about. My third book that published recently was uh, Generational Ignorance. This one, I would say it's it's more dear to me. This book isn't really a parable. It's really a true story. It's about the um, ignorances and the curses that have been bestowed upon us as, let's say, Native Black people. That's what I call it. I don't call myself an African-American because the oppressor disconnected my African roots by bringing my people to this, to America. So I'm a native black American because I'm a native American who happens to be black. Most of us native black Americans, we have been bestowed curses and ignorances, ignorances of being poor, ignorances of I can't do better, ignorances of uh, I can't own my own business, ignorances of I can't own my own home, or I can only go but so far economically. So the story, it's about, you know, a young man who was born, his father has this one mindset and his mother has this mindset. So he has the decision in his life as a young man, which is a very difficult decision for any of us to have. Am I going to take daddy's mindset or am I going to take mommy's mindset or am I going to take neither of their mindsets? And which path am I going to choose? It's like a fork in the road. The young man, he, he makes a choice that leads to a very interesting outcome. So when and how did you become interested in the topics that you write about? 
I'm actually a college counselor. So when the pandemic hit, now I'm home. When that day hit on March 19th, when I started being home every day, I had some decisions to make in my own personal life. I was a drinker. <laughs> Let's say that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't label myself as an alcoholic because I don't label myself too you know, keenly. I was a drinker. I was a free drinker and interfered with a lot of my relationships, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, et cetera, my relationship with money. And I was a cigarette smoker. So first thing I did when the pandemic hit, I quit drinking, quit drinking, and then I quit smoking two months later. Okay. So once I quit drinking, now it frees up my energy. Now it frees up, frees up my brain power. Now it frees up my money. So after I put these two things to the side, now I had some time on my hands to actually get to know who Laquan Johnson was. Had some time on my hands to get to know who my children were. Because when you work 40 hours a day, you're at work more than you even spend with your children. That's why I'm an advocate of Black people starting their own business. So with this freedom came a lot of responsibility. I said, well, what I'm going to do? So I started writing the book. I started with quotes because I'm a quote guy. I like, I love quotes. I throw a lot of Facebook quotes up every day. I, I went all the way back to 2016 and I compiled all the quotes I, I ever put up for the last five years. And now that I have the quotes, I said, well, what am I going to do with these quotes? So I asked my wife, should I make a quote book? She said, nah, it's kind of boring. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put stories to the important quotes that I really like. So that's, that's what I did. September 23rd, the day that Motivation Motors actually came out, my wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer. It actually, the day it was published, my wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer. My wife is a very young woman. She's 35 years old. She was given four to five years to live at that point. And of course, it, this was something very, it was, it, it was catastrophic on my heart at the time. So after the first two, three days for me wrapping myself around her mortality and that of my own, I said, you know what? One, I'm not believing that four to five year thing. And you know what? I'm going to keep this author thing. I'm also a motivational speaker. I'm going to keep this passion that I have for writing and instilling a greatness into people. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. So basically, I'm a firm believer that bad things happen for good reasons, Nigel. Okay? I believe when a bad thing happens, it's for a good outcome. So I'm going to I'm going to jump on a limb and basically say if my wife was not diagnosed with stage 4 cancer in September, the other two books would not exist. I would think that okay, I'm an author now. I have my motivation motives, I'm done. No. But her diagnosis, that bad thing led to this great thing that I have now and called Motivation Motives, LLC. You know, I, mean? I have my own brand now. Now I think I'm, I'm a bona fide author because I have more than one book. I'm a, uh, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a motivational coach. You know, so basically a bad thing had a great outcome. And here I am today. And how is your wife doing? Thank you for asking. Lo and behold, God is good. My wife is doing very well. After she was given this diagnosis, I sought a second opinion, obviously. I stumbled across the second leading cancer hospital in the country. It's called Sloan Ketterman, located in New York City. They attacked, they, they attacked it uh, with chemo. They attacked it. And um, today, my wife is actually cancer-free today. That is yes. great news. She's cancer-free today. Thank you. So, Laquan, what other activities are you involved with? Well, with the pandemic, like I said, it came a lot. Of, uh, a lot of freedom came, and a lot of uh, downtime, a lot of leisure time. So I became a podcaster. I have a, I have a podcast by the name of Motivational Motives Quan John. It can be found on YouTube. And the objective of Motivational Motives Quan John is uh, we have interesting discussions with Black people who've overcome adversity and route to prosperity. 
Okay, so we have discussions with black people that have their own brand, people that um that are authors, people that are business owners, doctors, uh, principal, teachers, people that have an expertise in something that they feel very, very extremely passionate about. But now these people are only human, though. It took a lot of trial, a lot of tribulation, a lot of bumps in the road to get to who they are today. So that's what we discuss. We discuss who they were at point A and who they want to be at point Z. You know, it's like from the womb to the tomb. What are you going to do in the middle of that? That's what we discuss. And what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future, um, I'm going to seek my PhD in counseling. Counseling and interpersonal relationships, that's my thing. That's the only thing I, I do well. I don't fix cars. I'm not a great cook, but I'm a great people person. I think I'm going to tap into my, my education, enhance my education of the counseling field and get my PhD. I'm going to continue writing. I'm actually writing my fourth book right now. It's called The Presence of Patriarch, okay? And it's basically about how the presence or absence of the patriarch in the household, it can do some things in life. Because a lot of people, they, they, they don't think that the father is important nowadays. Yeah, they say, yeah, the mother needs to be there. But the father is just as important in the child's life as the mother. And I don't think the father in modern time, we get enough credit. And sometimes our absence is a good thing for the child. And that's what I think I, I talk about in the book. There are some children that don't need to be around their father because their father is a bad influence. I delve into what that looks like of how, you know, the child not having the father as a role model could be a good thing. So the presence of patriarchy, it's in the works right now. I'm going to keep on podcasting on, on motivational motives, Kwan John. And as I said, I'm a motivational speaker and I do speaking engagements in schools. I do them for, for businesses. And sometimes I even do them for free because I love motivating my people to become better. So Laquan, how can people contact you? They can uh, email me at kwanjohn at aol.com. That's Q-U-O-N. John, J-O-H-N, at AOL.com for, for a speaking engagement. I can I do Zoom speaking engagements due to the pandemic. Or you can just come on Motivational Motors, Quan John, and, and leave me a message. Laquan from the Bronx, USA. Thank you very much for your time. Salute you, King. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.